Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Everybody, welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT, along with uh, Miss Leanne Whippen and David Knight from Old Hickory Pits here. David, what do you cook on at home? We didn't cover that in the regular show. Don't and don't tell me a a, a Weber kettle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I certainly do have a Weber kettle, and I have nothing against them. There, it's a wonderful thing that I, I consider uh, all of the other pits as gateway drugs to Old Hickory Pit. Well, there you go. That that if if you really think about it and, and think about your your friends that are barbecue people, if you get a chance to look inside their garage, oh, if yeah. they don't have more than one barbecue pit, I'll pay for lying. <laughs> 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 Just come to my back porch, let alone the shop. There you <laughs> go. You bet. <laughs> they're they're everywhere, and I know I know Leanne's got her stashed all around the country. Yeah. No, my kids, they used to get angry with me because I had so many pits in the backyard. They said there was no room for a jungle gym. That was like, (laughs) 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 they just went out. (laughs) Bless their hearts. (laughs) So, what's your favorite thing to cook, David? Is it ribs? Is it, is it butts? Is it chicken? Is it, what is it? Yes. Um, Yes, all the above. All the above. above. You know, I love to cook uh, ribs, of course. That that's always a crowd plate. Well, anything, brisket. Uh, yeah. You can't hardly beat that in the in the world of beef. And well, there's all kinds of beef products that you can. Dang, uh, that I guess I'm going to have to say that that I don't really just have a favorite. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of those things you you realize it when you know it. Yeah. You know, if you're at the grocery store and. You walk through there. Oh, that looks good, and, yeah. Because uh, it's all good, and and poultry, chickens, turkeys, uh, it, you know, the whole thing. When when somebody was just, you know, they've kind of grown out of Weber kettles, and again, I I have a Weber kettle, so I'm not picking on them. But let's say they've moved their level of participation in barbecue up a little bit. How do you? explain to them that you think um one of your hickory pits old hickory pits excuse me is is the right thing for them okay the first thing before i would tell them what the right thing for them is i would want to talk to them and just see what level of interest that they have in barbecue because uh for some people that weber kettle is just fine yeah but um for ours is more for people that that are really serious about barbecue and and reaching for the, to get the best that you can do. That's why our, our, our uh, 
motto is that we want to help you barbecue at your best and that. And so find out what level of, of interest that they, they have. And uh, then it, it, we can help them figure out what size these things come in different sizes and, and also budget. It's, it's a practical matter. Uh, yeah. So. Well, budget's always a big thing for people. Yeah. I had a, I'll tell you a quick story here. A couple of years ago, a friend of mine called me and he said, hey, I want you to call this guy, if you would, and talk to him because he uh, he wants to get into competition barbecue. And I said, well, Steve, that's great. But, you know, I don't compete. I've judged and I had a catering company and, you know, obviously different things. But I can I've talked to hundreds of the competitor guys and at the highest level so I can. Well, I talked to this guy and he had never competed. He had barely cooked anything, but he wanted, uh, you know, a $20,000 trailer. And I, I kind of said, maybe you should hone your skills a little bit more, not telling you not to, I can't tell you what to do, but I think maybe you're kind of getting over your skis on this buddy a little bit, because that's a, you know, if you got 20 grand laying around, go for it. I guess if, if you want to do that, I don't think he, I think he went to like two different little competitions and then never did anything more. I don't know what the hell he did with the trailer. So <laughs> I just find that, that I know where people can get excited, you know, and they get all fired up, but also there's a bit of a practical matter. And like you were saying, budget, I think that that's, we don't want to, uh, damper anybody's enthusiasm but See, I think- the, the, the beauty of barbecue is that it has so many ways to get involved in it right in different levels you don't have to come in as a competition person you can do it in your backyard or if you want to take it to the zen level you can go to all the competitions and try to be a superstar but uh you don't have to do that it's it's easy access you can build your own barbecue pit. You can do all kinds of, of, of cheaper ways to do things and still have a great time. I can tell you this, that in oh, 1989, I bought a thousand gallon <laughs> was an oil tank, never been used on three axles. And, um, I, I guy was selling it. I, he needed some money. So I bought it for him. Um, we were doing some catering at the time and stuff, but he also, my folks had a retail business. And so every year I would smoke somewhere between 19. I, for some reason, I remember that number and 25 turkeys for them for either Christmas or Thanksgiving as gifts to the employees. That pit is still in use up in Montana to a friend of mine who I sold it to. He does a couple of fairs uh, up there. He did a bunch when he still lived here in Oregon, and then he moved, get out of the tax structure here, went to Montana. But he told me about, oh, six months ago, and I hadn't talked to him in a long time, but he said, yeah, your, your pit on wheels is still up there in whatever it is, Tyler Forks, Montana, or someplace like that, and still going. And I thought, and that was a homemade deal, you yeah. know, it, it worked great, but it was a big bugger to haul around back then. Yeah. You know, my car used to go like that when I, drove <laughs> around, so. 
it was all good. Um, give us your thoughts on seasoning, rub, spices, etc., sauces versus the basics of correct cooking of the meat. Um, I think a lot of people, I still run into them. I'm sure Leanne does too. Maybe you do, David, of, you know, they haven't quite got it down that if you're going to glaze them or sauce them or do something, you do it at the end. Uh, you know, the basics aren't quite there, but we've also gone leaps and bounds ahead of where we were even 10 years ago in those products. What are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts on, on seasoning, I'm going to have to agree with uh, Emeril Lagasse. He always said that, um, uh, the meat he buys doesn't come seasoned, so you need to season <laughs> yeah. the meat. <laughs> so basically, and and generally the point of departure would be to begin with salt and pepper. And then from then on, all bets are off. You can do your own blends. There's a, a really an entire industry of people that um, manufacture and sell seasonings um we have uh, uh, our house brands on our internet uh a store uh the all purpose is a real popular one and uh pepperol is another one but uh it's up to the a taste of the uh the the uh, user as to what what right. really rings their bell and then sauces uh have a lot of regional eccentricities to them. If you really dig back way, way back where, what started in North the Carolinas, what started in Texas, Tennessee, uh, Kansas city, all, all of these things that makes it just that much more interesting by having these counterbalanced uh, flavor profiles and let everybody pick what they like. You know, my co-pilot here has got a pretty good pick rub out there pig powder <laughs> the infamous pig powder um yes um so i'm in, in agreement with you um and i know back my philosophy when i first started the restaurants no two was to give a taste of all those different regional flavors you know the south carolina mustard the eastern north carolina vinegar and I, I see that happening a lot more and it kind of rounds out the whole barbecue experience so that you don't have to actually live in that neck of the woods to be able to experience, um, you know, the history of the sauce and um, it, it makes it fun. <laughs> sure enough. And it's, it was, I see a lot of cross pollination throughout the country. You see beef brisket in Tennessee now and pork down in Texas uh, and so on that, 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 uh, what is it? One fifth of the population moves every year and that, and they take their taste buds with them. Mm -hmm. And so you see this uh, mixing of flavors and that and regional eccentricities. So David, um, I don't have any background music today, but um, I'm going to throw you to the fire pit here for oh, a second. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> we, we, no, wait, now this is we're on overtime, right? We're on overtime. Yeah. So well, you can, but I heard that there was supposed to there's supposed to be drinks involved, but there, yes. there, there is. I'll get DoorDash to your office here in just a second. Okay. <laughs> so we we do this thing on the show called the lightning round. The and lightning round, lightning right. round. And they're just some very abstract questions. 
if you don't want to answer one, just blame Leanne. Um, <laughs> so here we go. All right. Okay. Um, what, what barbecue skill uh, took David the longest to master personally? Patience. <laughs> Patience. Okay. If you could work with one of your barbecue heroes, who would it be? Well, first of all, Leanne. Oh, that's then, <laughs> well. Thank you. And then I've got a, a whole host of, of great uh, barbecue friends, male and female, and um, uh, they're they're all great people. Well, there you go. So, what does the uh, best day for David Knight uh, consist of? Your absolute best day. I'm not sure. I understand that. My best day to do what now? To do whatever you want to do. If I say, David, this is your day. What do you want to do? What does the day contain for you? Ooh. Wow. Now, see, some days it's not always the same, same idea. Right. Sometimes I like to just dream. And then some days I like to break a sweat and work. And I think life needs to be uh, a variety of things. And I can't just like put my finger on this, like one thing. And that. Well, like for Leanne, it's going fishing. Fishing. Uh -huh. Yeah. She loves <laughs> to fish. Uh, for me, it's golf. Yeah. Um, you know, and people have different ideas about that. And I think that's great because, yeah. and I like the part where you say some days I just like to dream because right. I actually kind of do that too. I will turn off everything so to speak and i go sit in a chair i go sit out on the porch sometimes it's at the golf yeah. course and i just let my mind wander about creating things or why things are this way and not that way so yeah one one, one thing that could happen on my favorite day would be things like uh pecan pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay yeah i, I can go on and on i got <laughs> it i got it that's um, not on my keto diet yeah, on a scale of one to 10, with 10 being the absolute max, how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis? Seven and three quarters. Okay. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. If, if we declared you um, supreme ruler of barbecue for a week. Yes. What would you as supreme ruler decree? That everyone partake. There you if go. They choose, if they choose to. <laughs> okay. What's the dumbest thing you've ever seen done with a grill? Now, it's not the dumbest thing you ever did. It's the dumbest thing that you've seen somebody do with a grill or a smoker. Let me think a minute. I've, I, I've seen some stupid stuff. I'm trying <laughs> to see. Think of the dumbest. I, I, well, let, let me just go ahead and tell you what stupid thing I did. Okay. And that, that was with the, our CTOs, the small... CTOs. All right. In the beginning, I wanted it to be all these, all that, and a bag of tricks. So I had it where you could have sliding shelves and you could have a rotisserie in it. Now, these are very small units. So the rotisserie was very compact. And so in trying to, to do all of these things in one design like that, um, what happened is but it was a clever idea, but it just didn't pan out. When we put the rotisserie in there, I had it where you could take it out easy and then put it back in. 
And when I get on the mechanics of how I did that, the problem was if you left it unattended, then it would just crawl right out, up and out the front door. (laughs) And and, uh, my real nemesis with that at that time, the popular thing was beer can chicken. Oh, yeah. So now you have these little skinny racks with with these birds in there with a beer stuck up their uh, (laughs) cavity there. and about the first one drop would knock the next one down and next and now you've got all this this steel twangled in a big knot <laughs> so that was sound my stupid thing <laughs> so now you just get them in sh- sliding shells there you go um where's the worst place you've ever had to cook whether it was for a demo or a competition or just family outing whatever uh i'm gonna say the worst uh, place i ever had to cook was in a mess hall at, at Port, Fort Polk, Louisiana. <laughs> okay. Were you on KP duty or something? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes. And I was in the timeout chair too. <laughs> <laughs> I, had, I had this vision of you sitting there like they always used to do in the movies with this pile of potatoes that's about eight feet high and 12 feet wide and a little tiny paring knife. And, and, you know, peeling the, the potato skins into a bucket or something. I'll tell you when I was, it was, it wasn't my gig. It was some uh, caterers down in Louisiana and I was visiting with them and they were getting ready to serve like a bazillion people. And they were making this big salad and that, and they were literally getting in there and we all have to do this now and then get in there with our hands and really shaking it up and mixing it up and so forth. And it was a father and son team. And so then when they finally got, got ready to package it in the, in the metal pans that they were going to carry it with, the son looked at the dad and he says, dad, <laughs> where, where's that big bandaid you had on your hand? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't, uh, those kind of dilemmas, if you're a caterer, you can, you can identify with that. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, <clears throat> I was doing a show up in Seattle, big catering gig for about, I don't know, 400 people or something. And we had some potato salad in the bowls and I was trying to, I didn't bring the little slicer, but I was trying to put some boiled eggs on top, you know, as a decoration around and, and a little red pepper or whatever we were doing. <laughs> and I cut myself. Oh, and, oh. and right on the top of this one bowl of potato salad, there were these three perfect drops of my blood. And, <laughs> and I just looked at it horrified. And the guy who he was helping me had no idea about anything to do with food. He comes by with just that fast and he grabs a spoon and he goes, boop, boop, boop. But he goes, there you go. And he runs away. And I went, okay, but I'm not sure we can even serve that. So anyway, it was, <laughs> it was, uh, it was scary to say, okay, here's some of the fun stuff, David. Have you ever cooked in a thunderstorm in your underwear? Uh, let me put it like this. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying no, but okay. to be honest. All right. Um, uh, boxers or briefs? <laughs> Wait, uh, 
boxers. There you go. Would you describe yourself as corn fed and grass fed? I wrote that question a long time ago because it perfectly describes me, at least the first part, corn fed. Uh, I, I think it would be a kind of in between there calling overfed. Okay. All right. Uh, Captain and Tennille or the Almond Brothers? Uh, Captain and Tennille. Okay. Ford or Chevy? Uh, Ford. Okay. What's your favorite movie of all time? Um, Dr. Zhivago. Yeah. I think that's the first person that's ever said that. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. That's a great movie. Um, I will. When we stop recording, I'll tell you a little story about how I relate to Dr. Zhivago. But David, it's been great to have you on here, folks. David Knight from Old Hickory Pits. Um, how can people find you if they don't? I can't imagine they haven't found you yet. But. The easiest way to find us is on the internet, and you go to oldhickorypits.com. O-L-E-H-I-C-K-O-R-Y-P-I-T-S.com. There you go. You know, one thing I do want to say to you, David, that I admire you for starting a family business and keeping it in the family, uh, because a lot of people don't do this for as many years as you have, because usually, especially when you have a premier product, somebody wants to buy you out. So I admire you for keeping it in the family. And if you sell it tomorrow, I understand. (laughs) No, ma'am, I look forward to going to work every day. Oh, very good. Um, yeah, Warren Buffett said the happiest man in the world is one that dances to work. So I can do a tap dance. That's awesome. Well, I've danced out of a few bars. I don't know if I've ever danced, <laughs> danced to work, but that's happened. David Knight, thank you very much. Thank well, you. thank you so much. And you too, Leanne. Uh, we'll be back next week with another edition of Barbecue Nation After Hours. Until then, like I said before, our motto, turn it, don't burn it. And be nice to people out there, folks. Take care. <laughs>